I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back onto yet another edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown, host of the podcast and uh, tying all things together. The coach will be joining us in just a moment. Uh, and so will Andrew Ferson, who will be helping put a plan together to run a fast Soweto half marathon this year. But before we get into that, we've got some exciting things happening uh, here at coachparry.com. And uh, one of them is not running related, it's cycling related. So if you're a cyclist or if you do a bit of cross training and you're planning on riding the Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge this year, we've got some online training coming your way. Uh, you can check out our podcast, uh, which we do along similar lines to this one with our cycling coach from uh, Coach Perry, Devlin Eden. So all you need to do is just search for Ride. It's called Ride with Coach Perry. And uh, listen to that podcast. We've been doing some pretty cool stuff around uh, Cycle Challenge Sunday on that podcast. And we've also got free training programs. Uh, so if you are keen to ride your very first, all you need to do is head over to coachperry.com forward slash start. You can get yourself uh, a training program there. Listen to the podcast and be sure to look out for our upcoming webinar series as well in the build-up to this year's uh, Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge. If you'd like to find out more about that, head over to coachparry.com forward slash cycle challenge. That's where you can get all the details. That's cycle challenge, one word, uh, and uh, you'll be able to register for our upcoming webinar series there. And speaking of webinar series, uh, you may have noticed on social media over the last couple of weeks, I've been posting a few things about the Soweto Marathon and uh, some of the training that we're planning. I didn't give you too many details, but I can tell you it is confirmed. Uh, myself and Coach Perry are going to be doing a series of webinars just like we did in the build-up to Comrades uh, or, or just like we have in the build-up to Comrades over the last four or five years. We're going to be doing exactly the same thing for the Soweto Marathon in 2017. And the even better news, it's not just for the marathon. It's for the 10, the 21, and the 42. So we're doing three separate webinars uh, for the three separate distances. So if you've entered, I hope you have because uh, entries are closed. If you haven't entered, sorry, you missed out this year. But... If you've entered for either the 10, the 21, or the 42, this is for you. If you're listening to this podcast and you know someone who has entered one of those races, please give them the details. The The website to get to to register right now and seats are limited. So uh, unfortunately, we can't accommodate everyone. You need to get in there pretty quickly uh, because they are going to fill up uh, the website to get to is coachparry.com forward slash Soweto uh, to register and make sure that you pick the correct webinar. Okay, If you're running the marathon, please don't register for the 10K and the 21 because you just want to hang out with Coach Parry. Uh, please register for the race that you are running because uh, if you do register across all three, you're keeping someone else out who could use that spot. So uh, the website to get to once again is coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. They are going to be awesome. We're going to be doing one every second week in the build-up between now and Soweto. Uh, you can download your training programs. We've got a 10, 21, and 42 on the website uh, right now as well. 
And uh, the website to get to for that is coachperry.com forward slash start. You can download the training programs there, but make sure you register for those webinars, okay? Grab yourself a training program, come get into the webinar, and uh, Coach Perry will be talking to you exactly what you need to be focusing on over the next two weeks. We'll open it up to questions. So if you've got any questions, you need some help, that's where you can get it. And then we will walk you right through the entire process all the way through to Soweto 2017. I'm super excited about it. It's the first time we're doing it outside of a race, uh, outside of Comrades. And I think we can really help you uh, get uh, not just your medal. If you've never done one before, we want to help you finish, but really help you achieve your goals. So if you're planning on running a, a sub five hour marathon because you want to qualify for comrades, or if you want to go under 60 minutes on your first 10K, we can definitely help you. That website to get to once again is coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. Enough about me yakking on. Let's uh, hop straight into today's call where we help Andrew uh, put a place in uh, plan in place to, to run a fast half marathon at Soweto in 2017. All right, we're joined now by Andrew on Run. Andrew, welcome onto the podcast and the coaching call with uh, Coach Perry. Good, good to join us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for taking the time to, to chat. Before we get into sort of how we can help you and, and uh, achieve some of your goals towards the end of, of this year, tell us a little bit about your, your sort of background from, a, from an athletic perspective, what, what, what sort of stuff you've done over time. Sure. Um, so I'm in my uh, early to mid-30s. Um, I was a, a very strong swimmer when I was younger. Um, so I'm provincial. And that was kind of my focus. Did that for sort of seven, eight years. Uh, at 16, 17, I decided that uh, it wasn't a career option for me um, and that I was going to stop. And then kind of, yeah, just the, the standard stuff at school, um, sort of swimming, athletics, tried a bit of rugby, a bit of tennis, a bit of squash, trying to, you know, kind of do everything, uh, water polo, the likes. And then, yeah, after school, not a whole bunch, and then met a lovely lady that I wanted to pursue and uh, she was doing some mountain biking and so I got a mountain bike and did some of that. And then she uh, entered two oceans half marathon. And so I decided I'd do that. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of 10Ks, a couple of 21s, uh, then decided um, we actually got engaged three years later at uh, two oceans that weekend. Um, and then she said, yes, which was awesome. So running, so running has been a big help in my life. Um, yeah, I then decided, you know, I wanted to try for, for oceans ultra. Um, decided three weeks out from Vol Marathon that I can give it a smash and qualify. So up from uh, 15 Ks a week to 50 Ks the next week and then 70 Ks the next week and develop shin sprints and the likes. Uh, got to Vol and decided uh, I'd get a mate of mine who's done comrades and a whole bunch of stuff to pace me through so I didn't have a watch on. Um, ran the first first half, which is a double lap race, um, in a PB half marathon for me at that time. Um, he kept asking if I was fine and I kept saying that I was fine, but Got to 28Ks and I wasn't fine. Um, yeah, made my way to the, the finish and then decided I'll never, ever do a marathon again. Um, decided, <laughs> I'd, decided I'd focus on my strengths, which were swimming and cycling, and I'd throw in some running and join the, the group, uh, the triathlon community. Uh, did a couple of sprint triathlons, did a couple of Olympic distance triathlons, did my first 70.3 in East London, and then the next year my wife entered me for full Ironman, which would be my next marathon after a little swim and a little cycle. Um, yeah, so gave that a bash and finished and hated that marathon as well. Um, also because I focused on the swim and the cycle and not so much the run. Um, and yeah, so since then, I uh, attempted uh, Ironman again the next year, did a lot of training, 
um, had a DNF, pulled off the bike, um, had a medical incident, uh, 150Ks into the bike, so didn't finish that race, and then decided, no, this uh, full Ironman triathlon thing, I need to give a break for a while. And then he threw my bike into the ocean. Um, and then, yeah, I just took some time off and decided, you know what, like, I haven't been uh, doing a lot of endurance stuff over time. I've ramped up pretty quickly. So go back to basics, um, focus on, on riding, focus on running, um, decided, look, let's this year give Cape Town Marathon a bash. Um, so yeah, this year I've been building up towards that. So the last year and a half, I've been doing quite a few 21s, a lot of speed work, 10Ks, that kind of stuff. But now kind of in my, my ramp up to, to more distant stuff. Lindsay, I'm going to let you jump in there. I'm sure you've got some questions for Andrew, and I know Andrew's got some questions for you, but let's, uh, let's see if we can help him. I know he's, he's running, as he said, he's running uh, the Cape Town Marathon, but uh, also has a goal for a, a sub-90 minute Soweto half marathon. So uh, your thoughts on looking at, at Andrew's sort of background and hearing that, that backstory? Yeah, so if we look just purely at your, your running pedigree and we ignore, we ignore the, the so far fairly horrid marathon experiences, um, your 5k is certainly relatively your best time okay so that yeah. tells us you do have a lot of speed coming from a swimming background though you should have plenty of endurance or certainly capacity to build endurance um yes when you're talking off off air a little bit just now and you, you mentioned um that your pacing may also be an issue so we, we can chat about that a little bit just now but just to give you an idea based on that 5k and just out of interest where where did you run that 5k that 1925 that was in Joburg. yeah um which which was it a park run or which time trial was that at no so it was a route in in uh, the wonders area Okay. All right. So it's not not flat. A couple of hills, which is good, um, because you know if it was on a fast and furious route, then I would say you would have your work cut out for Soweto. But being on a bit of a lumpy course, um, 1925 gives you a 40 and 20 um, for 10k. So you can really see yeah. you start to slide as early as 10k, um, and your 21 potential sits at literally just sub 90 based on that 5k so assuming we don't get you any quicker at all over five you should be right on the borderline of of a, a sub 90 and your marathon time potential sits at about 310 um so yeah. certainly your goals are realistic and that's the that that is the the first um, port of call um looking at the the training um program that you're currently following um yeah there's definitely not enough endurance stuff in there and there's plenty of hard in there um you yeah. know running too hard 8k's a week you you certainly are stimulating your anaerobic um but you your yeah, saturday is also pretty short in terms of what you're training for and then Sunday, it's probably just about good enough that you should be able to reach your potential at 10K. But at 15 to 20Ks as your long run, that's not going to give you enough endurance to reach your potential on, um, on the half marathon. Of course, you may still be incorporating some other cross-training besides the yoga in here that you haven't put on. I'm not sure. Yeah. If you just put your running stuff or if you are also doing still a bit of cycling, swimming, all that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, in the week, I'm 
generally reaching probably one or two watt bike sessions as well, um, okay. which are short and more more power power based stuff. Yeah. So again, you, that means that you've, you're incorporating four, yeah, four like very high intensity sessions in your week. One little bit more than moderate, so it's sort of zone three and a half. So it's it, let's call that uh, threshold stuff, um, yeah. and then yeah. So the first thing you do need to do is to bring in a little bit more endurance into the the week. So I would uh, convert if time allows. I would probably change that Thursday run. You can still go and run down at the club. You know, if your competitive the competitive side can can stop you from running the 8K hard, then you can still yeah. go down and run. And I would probably build that up into more of a 12 to 15k um, if time allows um yeah. and saturday so would, on, yes on that on the thursday what i do do um is i do a 4k warm-up yes um prior to the 8k so that is currently sitting at 12 yeah um but you're saying so maybe taking that four and then adding 12 to that so 16. no 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 i'm saying you, you so so to run the four the eight and then but to run the eight a lot easier and then perhaps yes. another two or three k's after the eight to cool down, okay. yeah, just, to, just okay. to bump it up a little bit, but, but not too much. And yeah. then over over time, I would build the Saturday run up to at least 15 Ks, but I'd probably get it quite close to 20, so somewhere between 18 and 20. And then your okay. Sunday run for the half marathon and to run a fast half, getting it up to about 25 Ks is probably sufficient. But okay. for the marathon, you're going to have to get it up to at least 30. Now, that doesn't mean you have to run 30Ks every single weekend. In yeah. taking your, your history into account, that's not what I would do. I would yeah. build it up pretty gradually over time, essentially go up every second weekend. Um, there isn't tons of time between now and Cape Town Marathon, uh, yeah. but I would look to go basically 22, 20, 25, 20, 27, 20, 30, and as long as you can get in at least one thirty, that should give yes. you the the endurance that you need to get yourself through Cape Town, provided you set yourself a realistic target for the day, yeah. and that you pace yourself accordingly on the day. Yeah. No, yeah. no half then, marathon. No half marathon PBs through halfway, Andrew. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, I yeah. think on the on the speed side of things for me, like I think what I struggle with is a because I've always run at this pace in terms of Olympic distance, 70.3, that's kind of the same pace. Um, yes. I, I feel comfortable at that pace. And I find running slower tough, very tough. Mentally, physically, my cadence, my form goes, feels like it's out of whack Like because I'm just not used to it, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that may well be the case. Um, but you have to get used to it, especially if you're going to run – 42s and and it's yeah. perhaps also then why you you I mean even in the in the Ironman it's because training for Ironman you said you focus on the swimming and the cycling but you would have done plenty of cycling so the endurance shouldn't really have been an issue for the run either yeah. um, but again you have to teach yourself to run at, at slower speed because in the marathon you are going to be you're running slower so and and to be honest those long runs that Sunday long run it should be even slower than your planned yes. marathon pace. Um, so it, to give you, I'll give you a, a, a good idea based on your 5K. 
your endurance workouts should be run at between four and a half minutes a K and five ten. Okay. Around there. So let's call it four forty to five is actually per K is actually where you should be running um Look, and some of this probably comes from your swimming background because although swimming is quite a heavily based endurance sport, you do a lot of repetitions with with rest in between, either longer rest yes. or the very fast repetitions and shorter rest for the not so fast. But you very seldom, besides when you're cooling down, swim very, very slowly. So you've yes. also kind of gotten used to revving your engine high. It's, it's yeah. what you're but you do have to force yourself in the short term to do that. Um, and look, perhaps in the first couple of weeks, you may even feel like you're going backwards a little bit, but it will turn yeah. around and six to eight weeks down the line, you will be feeling a whole lot better. And I think you've got just about I think 12 seven weeks. No, 12 to no. sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so th those are the, the, the changes that I would incorporate. Um, and I'd keep those watt bike sessions there because they, yeah. they do help you to rev your engine. And, and with your dodgy ankle, which we yeah. haven't spoken about, I know you are doing things to address it. But if you started to do a um, very formal type of speed work intervals, then you would risk irritating that ankle. So I quite like yeah. the hot one, one hard time trial a week. The rest – bring the intensity down, and then by clapping those watt bikes, you're still going to get plenty of stimulation for your anaerobic system. Okay. And Lindsay, on that, that hard um, TT uh, once a week, is that a flat-out effort? Um, at the moment, I'm you know, warming up two or three Ks, and then when, when the announcer says go, I'm flat-out from, from the no, start to the finish. No, no, that's absolutely fine. That's how I do it. I mean, when, we, when you do intervals – you may even run slightly harder than that effort, but obviously with, with breaks. So no, I'm quite happy with a, a five to eight K pretty much as hard as you can. Um, and if you do, so when you do pirates, for example, um, yes. in August, I think they moved it to yes. that, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't hammer the, yes. the time. Then I'd run those too easy and, and pirates will then become your Get hard training. Hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean that is a tough-ish route, but I like the way it's set up. A lot of lot of reward in, in in the second half. So the goal there would be to to see how close you can get to that forty and twenty seconds, or even under forty seconds. Um, yes. Because if you get that, if you get that under forty seconds, then suddenly you you start getting a bit of a buffer on that sub ninety, and you're not on the edge. And it would yeah. be nice to get yourself into the sort of shape. Out of interest, what's your best time over the 8K? And is that, um, is that the, which time trial is that that you're running? So um, I'm currently running the RSC Tuesday and the Wanderers on a Thursday. Okay. Um, and my PB at RSC, I think, is a 31, 31 and a half. Okay, I'm just going to plug that into my little matrix here quickly. No, actually, sorry, that's a 30, 32 and a half. I haven't gone under 32. Yeah. Okay. Look at it. That is a tough, that is a yeah. tough, um, time trial. Um, so again, your 5k is still a lot better. Um, yeah. And that puts you on a 131.19. But I think that if you carry on running that time trial hard, 
and then you allow your aerobic capacity to build up that you will get yeah. yourself under 32 minutes, which is which is where you're aiming for. If you get yourself under 32 minutes, um, then you're looking at not a comfortable half, but certainly then it yeah. starts to look like it's feasible on what is a tough route, and it's also hot, which is yeah. That that that's gonna. In fact, the heat's probably gonna be the toughest thing to deal with come Soweto. So you're also yeah. gonna have to get some, keep yourself wet and keep yourself cool on the road. So fortunately, I have done Soweto before, so I, I do know the conditions. Um, Lindsay, one of the things that I struggle with in my running in, in terms of pacing and speed, um, not to, well, yeah, like I excel on uphills and I struggle to maintain or pick up speed down. I'm 189 centimeters tall, just over six foot three. Uh, currently weighing 83 kilos. Um, okay. like my knees, my hips, my ankles, like downhills really hurt if I push hard. Um, yes. But if, like, I've, I'm strong uphill. Um, I, I gain a lot of position and a lot of time uphill, especially at time trials and stuff. So on the downhill, one of the ways that you can look to improve your um, your speed and to reduce those the, the, the pain or the discomfort that you feel is to... Yeah. You shorten your stride and to really focus on jacking up your cadence. Um, okay. So you may, it may always remain a relative weakness. It's exactly the same as me. Um, it, okay. it will always remain a weakness, but by really just shortening that stride and getting a, a proper big turnover and not leaning back, actually lean into the hill. Yes. Get that. Get your feet underneath your center of mass, and it, it feels just about like you're getting to the point of of spinning out. Okay. Yeah, I think my tendency, I think having long legs, because I have like an 89 cent or 83 centimeter inseam, is to open my my stride. Um, I'm yes. still maintaining sort of a 180 cadence downhill, but my uphills are 174, 175. So that's yes. not much of a difference. No. So shorten that up, and then on the flats, you want to then you use that. That yeah. stride of yours and go, and go for it. Okay. High cadence and then high stride, yeah. Okay. And then, Lindsay, one thing, you know, obviously in terms of training and, and efforts and that kind of stuff, something that I haven't really focused on on the run is uh, is nutrition through race. Um, 10K, you know, I'll have a couple, a couple of sachets of water here, mostly just to wet my mouth, but 10K I can kind of go through, no issue. But 21, I feel like to maintain that kind of effort and that intensity, I need to be putting stuff in, but I don't know where, what... I mean, obviously, from Ironman, okay. I don't know in, what products in, are going to work. But. In a 21, you really shouldn't need more than a gel or its equivalent. So be that a glass of Coke. Um, because particularly going in an hour and a half, we've got enough, we should have enough stores to get us through an hour and a half of moderate intensity. Yeah. So at the high intensity that you are going to be running, it gets yourself under 90 minutes. It probably means you've got enough to get you through an hour to possibly an hour 10. And if you literally topped up with a gel, that should get you across the finish line. Okay. Part of the difficulty when you're running at that intensity is it isn't that easy to get that stuff in. So you do no. perhaps want to do it in the odd, even though you don't need it at the time trial, is you do it in the time trial just to get used to, I mean, yeah. a gel is, and I always use a gel because it is the easiest to get down. If you get, yeah. you know, there's a there's a wide range of products, but you want to get one that's fairly fluid. You don't want the thick, chewy ones. 
um, and then a bit of water, and that that should get you through. Marathon, you're looking at two to three gels that you'll need. Again, being on the on the sharper end of the field, um, yeah. you, you don't need more than that. I mean, you you won't run out if you if you get down three gels effectively at 10 and 20 and 30 or 12, probably better to do 12, 24, um, 36, you, you shouldn't run, run out of energy. Okay. And in terms of pre-race prep for, um, for sweater specifically in terms of nutrition and hydration. So if you can, if you can get in a, a fair meal two to three hours before, that's great. Um, if you can't, then I would look to something like a meal replacement um, or even like a recovery type of drink that you would then have maybe an hour to 30 minutes before. But the closer to the race you have it, the the smaller that volume must be because you just don't want to be sitting uh, in your stuff. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for Soweto, you've got to wake up early anyway. So that probably lends itself well to having a, a reasonable breakfast something that you're used to eating. That's, that's yeah. the key. Um, so be it oats or, or cereal yeah. or toast, whatever you, you, you normally eat. Um, and yeah. if you have that about two hours before you'll, you'll start in a good state. Um, and yeah, if not, then I would mix something up, drink it in the car slowly as you drive in. Okay. Cool. Awesome stuff, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're unfortunately out of time, but I uh, hope that helps. And, no, uh, yeah, let's let's hope you, you you smash that sub ninety at Soweto. It should be should be a goodie. We'll yeah, we'll be there hope. to pick up the pieces afterwards. So go as hard as you can. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, my my legs are still together after Cape Town. So <laughs> yeah, no 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 twenty one PBs through halfway, Andrew. Yeah. Look, no. I mean, as a, as as a parting shot, you just I would just take like ten days of very little running. Um, after yep. that, then you should have recovered and then take 10 days to build back up yep. and you can train. And if you do that, the endurance that you get from the marathon will yes. serve you really well at, at Sweden. So then b- between Cape Town and, and Sweden, I can, should I focus on, on speed work more coming off of that endurance? Look, I, 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 would, I would drop the volume slightly. Um, so yes. instead of those 30K runs, hit like between 24 and 26K. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, if you've gotten through and everything feels good, that would probably be the time to risk doing maybe some more formal speed work, yeah. uh, 1K and 400 meter repeats or two minute and, and three minutes. Uh, in fact, even though you're strong at hills, what I would probably do is to do some hill repeats um, yes. to get you properly strong to, to maintain the pace on, on the hills at Soweto. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And one last question. Um, I know we're out of time. Just um, in terms of Cape Town, um, what would you say a realistic goal for me would be? Look, your, your potential sits at, as I said, 310. But looking at um, your time trial too, I would say you're probably better off aiming for between 315 and 320. Um, okay, so I basically set my, my A goal is 315 and then B is 330. Okay. So I would set out, work out, look, it's a pretty flat race. So set out yeah. your every time you need it to be at about 317. And that's what I would start at. And after 10 Ks, you can assess just how good you are feeling. And then you can start working towards getting closer to 315. Or I'm happy with the pace that I'm running and maintain yeah. that and see again how you feel in the last 10 Ks. Okay. Yeah. And, and your plan C could be to come hang out in the sub five hour bus with us. 
Yeah, no, it's, I think that's one of my, my issues is if I'm doing a race, I, I want to get there as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. I don't want to be out there for, for any, any amount longer than I need to be. We take in yeah. the sights and sounds yeah. of Cape Town, Andrew. Come, come and have fun with us at the back. <laughs> awesome. Andrew, thank, you, thank you so much uh, for your time, bud. Great. Thanks so much, guys. I hope that helped. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was awesome. Very, very insightful. Cool. I appreciate right. your time, Lindsay. Cool. Pleasure. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Andrew Furson, once again, for uh, letting us eavesdrop on uh, his conversation with Coach Parry. And I hope you got lots of value out that as well. Don't forget, if you are planning on running the Soweto Marathon 2017, either the 10, the 21, or the 42, uh, that uh, training is going to fill up pretty quickly. You need to hop onto it right away, okay? That's coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. Please, once again, only register for the distance you are running. So if you've entered the half marathon, only register uh, for the online training for the half marathon it's going to be specific to the 21 we will not be answering questions for the marathon in the half marathon and the 10k in the half marathon for example so make sure you register for the correct one hop on come and join us and let's help you achieve your goal at uh, the people's marathon in 2017